What is up, team? Welcome back to the Red Storm Rap Reaction Podcast. St. John just picked up the big road win against the Xavier Musketeers, a game in which they pretty much led from start to finish, 86-73. to Always tough to get a road win at the Cintas Center. The last time we did that, D'Angelo Harrison was leading the crew. Um, but uh, we got the job done, and it was, uh, you know, our go-to guy, Julian Champagny, who carried us down the stretch. Some huge baskets late, uh, a few baskets in the post, some jump shots, um, and then some collective good defense and, you know, some luck, perhaps. Xavier was ice cold from the perimeter, and uh, they started to miss shots completely towards the end. We hit some timely baskets. Coburn, uh, especially. Wheeler in the second half, especially. Um, outside of Champagne's major co contribution and collectively, uh, we got the job done. Uh, Soriano had a good solid game. I just saw a stat that he uh, was plus 25 or maybe he was even plus 27 in 25 minutes. Either way, it was a huge, huge number. Um, he had a good impact on the court. I think Xavier having two uh, big guys who predominantly do their work inside the post. I know uh, Nunji is capable of hitting a three. Fremantle is capable of hitting a three, but they aren't going to run around the perimeter and uh, get Soriano in situations where he's you know a step behind. They might try to spread him out, but I think he can get out there and contest. We were able to keep him on the court for uh, long stretches tonight, and uh, he uh, responded and played well. Um, he finished with eight points, seven rebounds, four assists, four blocks. Um, so he continues to show that he's a good good passer, capable passer. Um, the rebounding, that's a good sign. Block shots, it's been there all year. Um, and then uh, he had that one big uh, post move in the second half, a baby hook over his left shoulder, which has been his, if you want to call it, his go-to move. Um, hopefully we continue to get him more comfortable, use him in the half court on offense, and allow for him to play more defensively inside the paint not chasing guys around the perimeter. If that means we got to back off on our switches, back off on our aggressiveness a little bit, I say we made that concession because he's one of our five best players and you want to be able to play him as much as possible. Champagne had 27 points, did have five assists, a couple real nice passes, a couple simple passes. He had that one drive and uh, one-handed dump off to Soriano for the dunk in the first half, lightning pass, Soriano caught it, finished it really quick. Um, he played a, a great game overall. He got going in the first half with some shots. He had, you could see his confidence was rising. And then in the second half, it was some post work. Uh, backing guys down, finishing over his left, finishing over his right shoulder in a nice bank shot that was super smooth, kind of iced the game right there. A uh, huge game for him. And a, and a game he needed to uh, kind of solidify himself again amongst the Big East best. And, I, you know, I didn't think he was, in my mind, you know, I think it's just a slump. I think these seasons in general – or a small combination of games, and you know, guys have ten games of below average play, and people think they're, you know, they've lost it. It happens. Guys go into shooting slumps, and Champagne's game is is greatly determined by his ability to make jump shots. And if he's in a little bit of slump, obviously he's going to be struggling. Um, and with struggles comes loss of confidence. With loss of confidence becomes second guessing jump shots, so on and so forth. Today shots were falling. He got going early, and then he finished late. So hopefully he can continue to do that the rest of the Big East play and um, finish strong and make it and make a push for a first-team All-Big East these last uh, five or – is it five games left now? I think five games left. We're not going to get that Marquette game, unfortunately. Um, Montez Mathis had 10 points, four rebounds, three assists, a couple real nice plays in transition. 
did have, you know, a couple dumb plays that thankfully didn't hurt us. And I, I hate to get on guys for plays, but that technical foul, I mean, you no reason to be hanging on the rim there. Even if you think it was a quick whistle, there's no there's no reason to do it to give me even him a chance. All right. So that could have cost us early. He did miss a dunk early off a nice pass from, you know, my man Dylan Wasu, who again had a few boneheaded plays, but still finished with five assists, finished with four rebounds, made some good plays defensively. Of course he's gonna get ridiculed for the bad plays he makes, but I think he does a handful of good things out there. He had that behind the back pass early. Mathis missed that dunk, led to an and one on the other end, which was a big swing early on. We're not a good enough team to make mistakes like that. we got to capitalize on e- easy opportunities. We can't give them free baskets off technicals. We can't have stupid goaltending um, off obvious baskets and giving up free points. We're just not that good, unfortunately. Today it didn't hurt us. But we've seen time and time again um, you know, how, how meaningful one or two points can be in a basketball game. Um, speaking of one or two points being meaningful in a basketball game, we've seen Fritos come back and haunt us all Big East year. Tonight we were 8 for 10, okay? And from the field overall, we shot well. I'm sorry, we were 10 for 12 from the line, uh, 83%. We were 8 for 20 from 3. It's a great percentage and a great number. And we were 34 for 63 from the field, 54%. So great offensive numbers. We were getting good looks. We were sharing the basketball extremely well. A bunch of guys had a handful of assists. Uh, Wusu had 5. Champ had 5. Posh had 4 assists. Mathis had 3 assists. Soriano had 4 assists. As a team, we had 24 assists on... 34 made baskets, 14 turnovers. So really good numbers. I mean, we were sharing the ball well. We played at such a high pace. Expect to turn over, turn the ball over more than most. Um, but it's it's good to see guys are so willing to share the ball. Uh, mentioned Coburn hitting a few shots. He had 13 points, 5 for 8 from the field, 3 for 3 from 3. Um, all three of them were big baskets. That one in the second half gave us some separation. I think it was 63-58. He hit that three. And from then on, we kind of kept our our distance and eventually pushed that out to 14-15 points. Um, but he also had a big dunk. He had that one follow-off the Wusu air ball. I'm going to hope that shot got tipped because that was way short, but could have easily just been an air ball. Coburn was quick to the basketball, picked it up on the baseline, finished it up. Uh, and went from being a bad shot to two points. It's a big swing right there. Um, he also had two assists, a steal, um, and played well overall. He's getting comfortable, and he's an added dimension. You can play him with Posh a lot easier than you can play Smith with Posh because the height difference, all right, and you can still space the floor a little bit better. Um, Smith did hit, did hit three in the first half, and I thought he played pretty tough for those few minutes he was in there. He didn't get in in the second half. NY, four points, three rebounds. Um, Stanley doesn't show up on the box score. Uh, they, Xavier did go on a run when he was in there. Um, I will say the first minute he was in there, he got uh, forced to offensive foul on Xavier attacking the, attacking the glass, and he got Posh an easy look um, running, running his man off a screen. All right, so he does things that don't show up on the box score. Numbers are not productive. He's not you know, putting up anything that looks like a, you know, a significant contribution in, in the numbers sense, but I like the way he plays. I like what he does. He moves in the right spots. He gets to the right places. He hustles. He box out. Things that don't show up in the box where he doesn't hurt you. Um, who else played well? Who else played well? Wheeler in the second half really sparked a run, and that's my first time mentioning him. Him so far, that's my bad. Uh, kind of non-existent in the first half. Had two quick fouls. In the second half, he started with a nice drive. Got all the way to the rim. Finished with a two-handed dunk. Then he hit a three. Um, I can't remember the last basket he had, but he also had some big rebounds late. Playing tough. Got us some 50-50 balls. And again, was just a big, big piece. And it's looking more and more like we are going to be 
praying this kid is coming back for an additional year at St. John's. All right. And uh, I sure as hell had my doubts in the offseason. And then in the, in the preseason, he struggled some. And, uh, you know, I've questioned whether he should be a perimeter player, an interior player, or if he should be focusing from three or whatnot. Just all that matters is I was mostly wrong. All right. The kid has proven he's a significant contributor. He can do a multitude of things well on the court. He's handling the ball better. He's making plays for others. He's being aggressive, attacking the basket, finishing around the rim. And whenever he gets his feet set and he has a good look, I think it's going in. And you can tell he thinks it's going in and the team thinks it's going in. And he's really changed the dynamic of the team. When you got two guys on the perimeter who are threats to catch and shoot like that and can help you defensively with their length, can help you on the board, can get some baskets inside. It really, really, uh, there I go again with the double reallys, uh, enhances your ability to be a versatile team, offensively, defensively, making things happen. Uh, so another good game from Wheeler. I think that's another game in double digits. I forget how many in a row that is, but it's some type of impressive streak. Um, so we're 14-11 and 11 now. Let's see what we got on the schedule ahead. Uh, 14-11, 6-8 in the Big East. Still have a chance with the schedule we have to get the 500 of the Big East. That's probably not going to be enough to make the tournament, just being 500 of the Big East. But um, we'll go a long way in finishing the, the end of the season on a high note. Um, and there's always a chance for the Big East tournament, and who knows what can happen. If we win out in the, in the regular season, yeah, I think we've got a chance. But that's a, that's a, a tall a tall ask but it's something we could look forward to each game at least at this point we have butler at home on friday it's a game we gotta win all right can't take a step back there we already beat him on the road let's sweep butler and they're playing better all right they're winning close game or they're winning games and they're losing close ones um then we go home versus creighton a team that we owe they took care of us at their place we got to get that win all right if we get both those wins two home wins all right Games we couldn't take advantage of against Villanova and UConn, two better teams at home, but we played close. All right, we had our opportunities. If we could take care, take chain, uh, take advantage of these opportunities against two lesser opponents, Butler and Creighton, um, that would get us to 500 in the Big East. All right, so we control our destiny these next two games. I bet you we're favored in both these games, slight favorite in uh, both these games to get to 500 in the Big East, get to 16 and 11. And you row it at DePaul, okay? DePaul's going to be hungry as hell. Looking at that game is a great opportunity. But still, a team you can beat on the road gets a 9-8 and eight in the Big East. All right, so there's your path to 9-8 and eight in the Big East. All right, and it doesn't seem too daunting. Butler at home, Creighton at home, um, DePaul on the road. Next three games. Then, excuse me while I kill my Wi-Fi. You have Xavier at home, a team we just beat at their place by double digits. All right, so we know we can take care of them. Then you finish with Marquette on the road. All right, a team who's overperformed, but is coming back down to earth a little bit as the season goes on. Who knows where they'll be uh, another couple weeks from now? All right, who knows where we'll, where we'll be another couple weeks from now? But a very manageable five game stretch to finish the season off. All right, if you go four and one in this stretch, you're 10 and nine. Okay? 10 and 9 doesn't sound too bad, does it? 10 and 9 doesn't sound too bad. Um, but anyway, all right, it's good to come out on this end, all right? I know that at this point, it seems like I only come out after wins. And maybe there's some truth to that, all right? I didn't want to talk to you guys after those two losses. The UConn one was tough. The Villanova one, that was fool's gold. You know, even when we had that shot at the end, 
to to tie it it never seemed like it was real and it would have felt real if we hit that shot but getting all that close after you know falling down 17 or 20 points or whatever it was to come back and have a chance of 15 seconds left just seemed like you know a microcosm of too many St. John seasons give ourselves a little bit of hope for whatever reason just to have it fade away at the end all right and then UConn story of the season right there all right had a seven point lead in the second half didn't make the plays to close it out for whatever reason didn't get it done all right we got jawed by another terrible call against UConn in the first half or in the, in the second half closing moments of the game um that play on the sideline he called a foul on Mathis the ref was obviously assuming we were going to foul there was no foul UConn turned it over we had a steal going towards the basket instead they get a foul and go to the free throw line and essentially the game's over but I digress okay anyway guys thank you for tuning into the Red Storm Rapid Reaction Podcast I'm Pat Kane please follow rate review uh find me on YouTube or Apple Podcasts or Spotify uh, agree, disagree, whatever the case may be, let's talk about it. And um, until next time, this has been Felipe Lopez. I am Pat Kane. Peace.